All right, revved up and ready to go Friday night, Philip Ward show. And the news today, President Biden to sign executive order creating the Presidential Commission on the Supreme Court of the United States. I can translate that for you. President Biden wants to pack the Supreme Court. I mean, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, called it dead on accurate when he said this Biden administration has been a sprint to radicalism. And by the way, conservatives up and down the country were warning about this, warning for weeks, months about what was going to happen if we allowed Joe Biden to call himself president and sit in the Oval Office. Joe Biden was going to implement the Green New Deal. Well, the $2.3 trillion infrastructure bill is disguised as the Green New Deal. That's really what it well and truly is, helping and appeasing the radical socialist base of his party. We also said that Joe Biden was going to want to give statehood to D.C. and Puerto Rico, ensuring that you had two senators coming from Puerto Rico, two senators coming from D.C. Hopefully, then their minds thinking that uh, all four of them will be Democrats. It, we've already heard talk about that. The legislative filibuster. They were always going to want to abolish it. At this point in time, the only two people standing in the way of that happening are Senator Manchin and Senator Sinema, West Virginia and Arizona, respect, uh, respectively. Now, today, it just it just completes the puzzle of radicalism that has taken over Joe Biden, or at least it's probably uh, easier to say the Joe Biden administration, because do we really think, I mean, is there anyone in this country who really believes that Joe Biden is calling the shots and hit his administration? You listen to Joe Biden talk yesterday, and it, it, it's, first of all, it's terribly boring to try to listen to his entire press conference, but then all he does is, and oh, oh, he's got a stutter. He's had a stutter his entire life. Not as bad it is as it is right now. Joe Biden fumbles over his words. Joe Biden doesn't even know what he's saying half the time. And you've seen the size of the font on the teleprompter that he has to read off of. Joe Biden will be a teleprompter president. I mean, this is... This is Weekend at Bernie's, and for those of you who aren't familiar with the movie, it's where the, the boss is dead and the two workers that work for him are just moving him around. He's basically a puppet. And that today's news, that's what I believe it completes the puzzle of radicalism that Joe Biden and the Biden administration has sprinted to. Here's the news. And by the way, if you go to the uh, whitehouse.gov page and read the statement the people on the commission all you see is uh well and here i well, actually i got it in front of me i can run uh run, go over it with you michelle adams professor of law kate andreas professor of law jack m balkin knight professor of constitutional law all you see up and down the page professor 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 
Well, we know what professors are all about. They're liberal Democrats indoctrinating kids and at that point then in the early 20s and teenagers and how are they going to view the world well i think that's what we're seeing right now i mean you you talk to young people and primarily through the age range of 18 to i'd go with 22 23 right now all liberal democrats I, you would you'd be there's a few rare uh conservatives that you find every now and again but and I applaud them for their efforts because it's one of the hardest things, if not the hardest thing to do in this country, especially right now, is to be a conservative or a Republican. We are up against a mainstream media who is entirely, entirely in the tank for the Democrat Party. You look at ABC or NBC or CBS and you would think the average American, I believe, would think that, all right. I just want to watch straight news reporting. I don't want any spin from the Democrat Party. I don't want any spin from the Republican Party. I don't want to hear their talking points. I just want to see straight news. Well, you'd probably turn to ABC, CBS, or NBC. But if you unpeel the onion, well, you understand that, wait a minute, these are liberal Democrats. Easiest example of this, look at ABC's chief political anchor whatever his title is it's george stephanopoulos george stephanopoulos worked for the clinton administration do you think that he's going to be partisan of course he's not you look at cbs and nbc it's a simple easy to look at nbc you know the branch of them their sister channel being msdnc you see how liberal and crazy and whacked out they are I remember watching the Today Show, and uh, there's a, an anchor on there, Willie Geist is his name, Geist or whatever, and he used to be on the Today Show. Then he would go over to MSNBC, and you would think, well, is this is this guy supposed to be a partisan, down-the-middle news anchor? And then you realize when he's on MSDNC and on with Morning Joe and crazy, whacked-out Joe Scarborough, that he is a liberal Democrat. I mean, right now in this country, the, the Democrats have control, like I said, not only of the media, but then the Senate, the House, um, and the presidency as well. It's a scary, scary time to be a conservative. But this is where it matters most. When your back is up against the wall, do you come out fighting or do you back down? Now, I would argue knowing conservatives, having conservative friends, speaking to conservatives to republicans that they're going to come back fighting what we want though is our politicians to mirror that we want our voices to be heard and i always go back to rush limbaugh rush limbaugh used to say republicans win they win when they are unapologetically conservative when they are true to their conservative roots and values and it's it's not hard what we want we want more less federal government involvement in our life more individual liberty for everyday americans we want lower taxes is that so hard to ask for joe biden said in the build-up to the 2020 election that he's going to raise your taxes you want look at gas prices you just look at what your gas you were paying for gas before the election now look at what you're paying now 
almost guarantee it's up two, three, four, five bucks. It's, it's a real simple test, but you see what happens when Democrats are in charge. The country always goes and goes to hell, but goes through hell and getting there. I, the, the, the country's not more safe under Democrat rule. It's as simple as that. It's a sad sight, but like I said now, and, and, and I said this on January 20th, when Joe Biden was being inaugurated, that now you know we had four years and and an incredibly uh, uh, successful Republican president and Donald Trump maybe you know, up there with Reagan as being one of the most conservative presidents that this country's ever seen. You have uh, Donald Trump that put three Supreme Court justices on the bench as far as Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Coney Barrett. Well, now look at what has to happen to the Supreme Court. You know, if you ever take a real long look at the Democrats' agenda, well, it's always about changing this country, changing it so that they have all the power. And I always go back to it. Democrats always, always, always want to be able to point to you and say, hey, I was elected. You are not. I have power over you. I get to tell you what you can and can't do. So it's, it's, it's so heartbreaking to me to see. But you know what? Like I said, we got to stick together, get through it as conservatives. By the way, our countdown ticks on. 1,381 days left to endure. All right, so let's get into the news with the Biden uh, study on the size of the Supreme Court. Packing the court. That's what this is all about. President Biden issuing an executive order Friday to form a commission to study reforms to the United States Supreme Court. Biden, under pressure from liberals, the radical socialist side of them, to expand the size of the high court, promised to create the commission during a 60 Minutes interview back in October in the wake of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. That's an important point. I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh, the commission includes 36 members being bipartisan they'll hold public meetings to evaluate court reforms the new panel will have 180 days from the first meeting to complete its report on the pros and cons of court reforms packing the court is what it is all about now he says that he said that he was going to do that after ruth bader ginsburg's death ruth bader ginsburg though and this is one of her most famous quotes by the way she said, quote, when I'm sometimes asked, when will there be enough women on the Supreme Court? She says that I say when there are nine. People are shocked, but there'd be nine men and nobody's ever raised a question about that. Pause right there. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Now, she's trying to make a point to empower women, and I get that, whatever. Um, but the most important thing that I take away from this is she says, nine she says when there are nine women on the supreme court no one raised the question when there's nine men ruth bader ginsburg herself who is a liberal god and icon right has said repeatedly that there should be nine members on the supreme court that's it now, why are Democrats wanting to pack the Supreme Court and go against the wishes of Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Well, it's really simple because 
Donald Trump, they feel they've been treated unfairly because Donald Trump was allowed to, and by the way, I say allowed to, it was, it just fell into his lap. Donald Trump was, now the Republican, now the Republicans controlled the Senate. Remember, the American people gave the power to the Republicans to be able to confirm or deny Supreme Court justices when those nominees were put forward by the president. That is in the Constitution. By the way, if it was up to Democrats, I'm sure that would go too. Remember Joe Biden yesterday, and I don't think this is getting a lot of attention. No amendment to the Constitution is absolute, he says. See, notice it's you notice it's all about changing for them. They always want to change everything so that they always have power. Um, but anyway, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, do not change the size of the Supreme Court or it will look partisan. Democrats don't care about that. The mainstream media will just go along right with what they're saying and they'll regurgitate Democrat talking points. That's what they do. That's all they're good for. Um, so to me, I believe that this completes the, the puzzle for Joe Biden as in his sprint to radicalism. Now, you had uh, Biden border coordinator, Roberta Jacobson. Uh, she says that she's stepping down. She was the former, uh, former ambassador to Mexico, chosen as President Biden's border czar uh, amid pressure from lawmakers to address what some are calling a crisis. She is resigning, said to, in a statement to the New York Times. Quote, they continue to drive toward the architecture that the president has laid out an immigration system that is humane, orderly, and safe. I leave optimistically. The policy direction is so clearly right for our country. I mean, is it really? Where you have DHS saying that there's going to be 117,000 unaccompanied children coming to our border this year? Us seeing the biggest migrant surge in 20 years? We're expecting 26,000 unaccompanied minors just in September. We saw 19,000 last month in last month in March, the biggest in history of this country, where you have a Joe Biden administration having to broker an $86 million deal so that with hotels so that they could have uh, put illegal aliens in hotels. And Nancy Pelosi, by the way, said this uh on Wednesday, quote, get this, get this, with all those numbers, all those facts that I've just laid out for you, this is what Pelosi said. We're on a good path at the border under the leadership of President Biden. Anyone who has a brain and can and has eyes and can visually see knows that what's happening at our southern border is a it's a, first of all, it's a crisis. I know the Biden administration refuses to ever say that because they created the Biden border crisis, but it is an utter disgrace. It is awful what's going down there. We have our border patrol agents who are being overworked. We have news reports coming out about child sex abuse happening at our southern border, uh, sexual abuse on on children that that's real great right it's utterly disgusting all created by this biden administration uh how about this you have 
Kristen, oh, Kristen Gillibrand, right? Who, I mean, just couldn't be more of an idiot saying today, or excuse me, two days ago, she tweeted this on Wednesday, quote, paid leave is infrastructure. All right. Is it really? Child care is infrastructure. Caregiving is infrastructure. How about let's let's help out, by the way, my senator here in the state of New York, New York Senator Kristen Gillibrand. Here's the definition of infrastructure. The general term for the basic physical systems of a business, region, or nation. Examples of infrastructure, and it's it, it's weird because here in the definition, it, uh, it doesn't say child care or, or, or paid leave. Examples of infrastructure include transportation systems, communication networks, sewage, water, and electric systems. All you need to do, I didn't do anything fancy there, just go to Google and you'll see that there's Kristen Gillibrand now lying, and it's one thing to, to advocate for everything that she puts onto the table there. Listen, I get it, but don't lie to the American people about a definition. Now they're just starting to look psychotic. Well, psychotic for all the Americans to see. I know that the Democrat Party is psychotic. known that for a long while. Mitch McConnell pushed back on Biden's uh, so-called Supreme Court commission today. Uh, Mitch McConnell saying, quote, that the faux academic study is a, quote, direct assault on our nation's independent judiciary. Uh, he said that you know, Biden's move is, is a move for the far, uh, uh, beholden to the far left of the Democrat Party. Anyone who was surprised by the creation of a commission uh, on packing the Supreme Court, he says they just simply haven't been paying attention says the study of a non-existent problem fits squarely within liberals' years, uh, years-ling campaign to politicize the court, intimidate its members, and subvert its independence. Well, here I find myself agreeing with Mitch McConnell again. Uh, and, you know, like, I, you know, it's always pointed out, you know, the, the uh, arguing in the Republican Party, you know, Democrats look like they're always unified. Well, I believe they use intimidation to show that. I believe that if you step out of line, ooh, you ain't going to get funding from Charles E. Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. Uh, but, you know, the, the, arguing between Trump and McConnell, yeah, at some point that's going to, to have to be resolved. Um, but, you know, either way, Ronald Reagan said, quote, you know, if you believe 80, per, if you agree with me on 80%, you're not my enemy. You're my friend. Like I keep stressing, Republicans have to be unified. We have to be looking at, you know, it's April right now. We have to be looking squarely on November 2022, because if we don't take back the House and take back the Senate, uh, we we lose this country. It, it It's really as simple as that. We're already on the precipice right now. We're on the goal line, if you want to use a football analogy, of, of the Democrat Party completely taking over, you know, our way of life and everything and government intrusion everywhere into every single form of everyday American life and the American dream being totally shattered. We're already on the goal line here. I mean, we, we, can, we dare not lose anymore. Uh, you have in uh, yesterday Breitbart reporting Pennsylvania to remove dead voters from voter rolls following 
a lawsuit. I mean, do we need to have a lawsuit so that Pennsylvania finally removed dead voters? The lawsuit was brought forward by the Public Interest Legal Foundation uh, in November 2020. The Public Interest Legal Foundation attorneys filed suit against Pennsylvania election officials alleging, get this, that at least 21,000 dead Americans were on the state's voter roll uh, rolls less than a month before the 2020 presidential election. Lawsuit claimed more than 9,000. How is it, right, that 9,200 dead Americans on the voter rolls had been dead for at least five years? How is that happening in our country? Nearly 2,000 had been dead for at least a decade. Nearly 200 had been dead for at least 20 years. I mean, who's looking at this stuff? Uh, the the uh, Public Interest Legal Foundation attorneys reached a settlement with Pennsylvania's Acting Secretary Veronica uh, DeGraff and Reed that requires state election officials to compare death uh, data sets from the Electronic Registration Information Center to the full voter registration uh, database before the 2021 election and you know I, like i said i read that and i'm like how can that, how is that so hard if a per, if a person dies why are they still on our voter rolls we should just have there should be just you know a separate nonpartisan commission that makes sure we gets our we get our elections right the most sacred thing that we have in this country the will of the american people uh, now, we do have some very sad news to report as we head into the weekend. Uh, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, Queen uh, Elizabeth II's husband, has died today, um, age 99. Uh, Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, Queen of uh, Elizabeth II's husband, uh, 70, by the way, married for 73 years. It's unbelievable. Um, died today at Windsor Castle. Uh, royal family confirming uh, uh, his death, quoted uh, with deep sorrow that Her Majesty the Queen has announced the death of her beloved husband, His Royal Highness the Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. His Royal Highness, Highness passed away peacefully this morning at Windsor Castle. Uh, very sad to report on that. Um, and by the way, you know, also our thoughts and prayers are with the family of uh, iconic American rapper dmx who sadly passed away today as well um his family confirmed his death in a statement on friday quote we are deeply saddened to announce today that our loved one dmx birth name of earl simmons passed away at 50 years i'm mean, 50 years old just too young to pass away very very sad uh passed away at 50 years old at white plains hospital with his family by his side after being placed on life support for the past few days Earl DMX was a warrior who fought till the very end. He loved his family with all of his heart. We cherish the times we spent with him. Earl's music inspired countless fans across the world, and his iconic legacy will live on forever. Um, so, so two very sad uh, deaths to report there. As I say, you know, life life is very short. I always say when we go into the weekend, enjoy the weekend for what it is. I'm always going to be a, an advocate, by the way, for there to be three days of the so-called uh, weekend. You know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You get four working days, three days where you can just be, truly enjoy 
and live life uh, for what it is. Whatever it is that makes you happy in life, that's what I believe you should be doing on the weekend. You know, primarily the days that uh, majority of the world are not working. Uh, that being said, folks, thank you as always for listening to the program. I really do appreciate it. I'll never be able to to tell you how much I uh, really truthfully do from the bottom of my heart. Appreciate you listening to the program. Enjoy your weekend. Have a great one. We will see you back here on Monday.